Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. C-H-G-O Red Stars Podcast presented by Giraffe Kings. Make sure you link up with Giraffe Kings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code C-H-G-O when you sign on up and make your bets. Hey, everybody. It's me, Sandra. It's you, Claire. And we're here to talk all things Chicago Red Stars. Uh, I hope everyone's enjoying uh, the way we're rolling out the content here on CHGO when it comes to all things Chicago Red Stars. Just to remind everyone, if you're catching up with us, uh, we're doing these kind of biweekly, once a monthish kind of. We're we're like making sure we gather as much Chicago Red Stars game information and uh, before we basically go on on live and on an episode. So if you joined us last time, you know we talked a little bit about. Uh, Chicago's early phases of the season, um, Val Pugh being gone for the remainder of the season with her injury. And now we're back and we get to talk about pretty heavy loss that they had to sustain. We got to talk a little bit about the draw that they just had against Washington Spirit. And we get to talk about the introduction of Challenge Cup for the Chicago Red Stars moving forward. But um, it's a lot to get through. And uh, I'm just happy to do that with you, buddy. How you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, it's um, sort of an interesting time to check in, right? It's like there was a big low point a couple weeks ago. The game this weekend was like better, but, you know, it was a draw. You know, they're sitting in 11th right now. Um, So it's like things feel like it was like kind of like a downswing. And then we're like kind of turning the corner maybe. We'll see. And then we're going into the three-game week, right? So we've got... Got game on Wednesday and then a game on Sunday. So, got games on games. Games on games. Games, games, man. I don't know if you know this, but during the NWSL season, they play games pretty often, actually. Yeah, Uh, arguably every week. uh, They said World Cup. We love games. Yeah, and let's have more of them. Chicago Red Stars, uh, it's funny because it's like we're talking about all these games that they're going to have coming up, but we're actually going to like recollect on the couple of games that we got to watch. One was on the road, so we weren't present there, but we were present for this spirit game. But let's 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 try to do this as chronological as possible. Uh, Chicago Red Stars went back on the road, headed back to the West Coast, uh, Pacific Northwest to take on OL Reign. And let's just rip that Band-Aid right off. Wasn't a pretty scoreline 
five to whooping all rain put on Chicago Red Stars. And at this point, this is their uh, week four match, right? So we're looking ahead already to week five, 22 games in a regular season, not counting challenge cup. So four week five, kind of like, okay, we're looking at this for like putting this first quarter of the season behind us. Like where, where are the red stars? What are they showing us at this point? Um, and it wasn't great. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't great. We we've seen the, the, uh, the continuation of this, of this three back, this three, four, three with that OL rain game. And within it, I think we kind of got to see probably one of the first really tough days at the office for what's pretty, pretty good individual players. When we're talking about like Turner D Davidson or Casey Kruger, uh, Alyssa Nair, and maybe it brought up some, some questions about like midfield support. Um, Cause they just, this team just, just had a tough, tough like game against all rain, despite Try, like trying to make a game of it. That's the other thing I think that's coming out of, of Chicago. It's like they're going to – apparently they're going to concede some goals, but they might score some as well. Yeah, it's kind of like we talked about last time, right? Um, the way that they play is incredible – or the, the way that they have played. I mean, we'll talk about the Washington game. They did make some adjustments there. But um, the way that they played their first four games was incredibly high risk. It was very aggressive. They play a very high line. Um, they – we're giving their wingbacks kind of free reign to push forward aggressively. Um, yeah, you can kind of see, I mean, not incredibly connected, right? But I think you can kind of see here how that three back is, it's a, it's a true three back. Um, Bianca St. George gets very high. Um, that actually didn't change from, from the Seattle game to the Washington game, but they, yes. And I, and I think the way that that worked last year was due to a lot of support from your dual sixes, right? So you think, okay, we're going to have kind of this box of the two center backs and the two defensive midfielders to provide this support centrally. And that's how we're going to negate the other team's attack while also giving ourselves a lot of width and the ability to push numbers forward, right? Um, and just I think what we saw instead was consistent four versus three overloads uh the rain started four forwards they do that this is that's not yeah. a new tactic from them um and all of those issues aside they just gave up some really soft goals so it's like the two things happened right there there are definitely a lot of larger um personnel and tactical discussions to have i think with with chicago and i think they're having them but and they talked about this after the Washington game. It also just first and second balls. They were not winning them. Once the shot was off, they were not getting in front of it. They did not block the shots. Um, that was one of Alyssa Nair's roughest days at the office that I can remember in recent memory. And I just think yeah. that just for whatever reason, the commitment uh, to full team defending, and I'm not placing it all on the back line, um, was, was not there. And I think that's how you see, like, take a look, like, you see here, right? The rain scored five goals on basically one goal of XG. Oof. And, and that's not, it's, that's simply just not good enough. And I think the red stars are, we're very clear about that. Even after that game. Expected goals, less than one and walking away with getting five dunked on you. doesn't yeah. feel, doesn't feel great. Um, maybe we, we, we dip into that a little bit. Cause it's like, I think people, 
maybe you see a score line like that and there's like maybe a little bit of a, a knee-jerk reaction right it's like oh like what's going on with what's going on with the back line this is crazy oh no like listen there there's a world cup in front of you and it's just kind of like just pause for a second here everyone like maybe let's take a look at the the big picture um in front of you and maybe that's what we're looking at we're also looking at um things positionally uh, or line by line um is it just like this the whole like generalized question of like oh is there trouble with the, the three backers or trouble with the, the you know the, the three individuals back there is um but then you can also maybe ask like the other side of that you can act like well is there like a lack of midfield support right now for this team in this formation and how things look is it a matter of like um you know personnel still getting adjusted to these you know the formation or position on the pitch i mean we've we've talked a little bit about you know nagasato playing a lower role for this team and this is a player that's been with you, with the red stars essentially <laughs> we we forget about that one year loan in, in in louisville but has mostly been with the red stars since 2017 and hasn't necessarily had to play in this kind of um like kind of defensive mid type of role she's not a ball winner that's just not has never been her her job yeah yeah so it's just, it's just like i think it's just kind of i don't want to say lazy or easy but i think it's just kind of simple to say like oh like maybe the back three doesn't work or like what's going on with the back three but it's just like if you're going to ask that question it's like maybe you have to ask certain questions across the lines um as well well i mean i think it was it was indicative of well, I, I don't know exactly what happened, to be completely honest. It was such an outlier performance for a number of individuals. And I'm like, I don't know if there's a way yeah. for me just to like sit here from home and be like, I know what happened. Yeah. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> um, but I think maybe it's possible that there was, yeah, an element of mental strain of you've got three or three games in and you have been trying to cover a lot of ground as a three back. They're, they're very stretched. Um, and just when you do have waves of pressure like that and that you're constantly putting out fires, you know, maybe it does just get to a point where it's difficult to keep the energy up the whole time because it's just, there's a lot of, of strain to what, to what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. And I think that that is the question, right? They talked after the Houston game about not being happy with turnovers in the midfield. Um, I think what we saw in the Seattle game was, an issue of turnovers for sure but also just like you said sort of that imbalance of you don't have like you're like danny colaprico has gone right yeah. vanessa di, di bernardo is is gone and and so those basic systems that you had in place in your midfield are no longer there and also just quite frankly right you just don't have a player who from the beginning of their career has been winning balls in the midfield like that is it's a player that was not really like for like replaced um and so I think what we saw is a lot of players that have a lot of things that they can do quite well, but the way they were set up was just sort of maybe highlighting weaknesses instead of strengths. And I think that just caused the back line to self-destruct a little bit. Maybe oh, we're looking at perhaps what could be like considered uh, silver linings out of like a game like this. Uh, Rookies really playing a role um, in Chicago's early phase of, of the season. I think maybe we anticipated that a little bit with as much turnover that there was in the offseason. Um, we're still 
seeing starts for Penelope Hawking. Uh, we're starting to see uh, Allison Schlegel kind of get really in the mix with this team. And we saw her score a goal for the Red Stars in this very lopsided scoreline. It's a great right. goal, too. Yeah, great. Fantastic. And yeah. I love the timing of this. It's like right out in the gate in the in the second half. But um, those were like the little things I think maybe you're looking at and kind of taking taking away and trying to maybe build on um, in into – you know, the, the next game, um, in front of you. Yeah. I think, I think the positive is like set pieces continue to be a strength. That was something that I wasn't sure what those would look like. Um, when, when Swanson went down and it seems like they've put some thought into their set piece approach. Like they've gone short. Sometimes they they've tried a couple different things to, to open space up on corner kicks, which I think has, has gone well. I think it was Ella Stevens also who took some um, this last weekend. So they're figuring that out in the absence of Swanson, which I think is, is a positive. And yeah, I think in some funny ways, you know, we talk about sort of maybe a lack of depth in certain areas, but they have a lot of young, generally attacking players. Like they've got Ava cook. They've got Sarah Griffith. They've got Penelope Hawking. They've got Ali Schlegel. Who's had a very good two game run. Um, Bianca St. George at this point is like basically an attacker for them. They've got a lot of players who can play Megan and, and they are scoring. They have not stopped doing that. But I do think what we saw, and I think the team conceded this is at some point is too much. You're conceding too much in a desire to get numbers forward and, and playing that high line and getting, you know, basically playing like a three, like almost like a three, two, three, two, where you've just got these isolated defensive midfielders who are maybe not super comfortable in that role. And then you've got the isolated three back and the rain just like feasted on that. It was too easy. They would just go inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, outside. And it, yeah, just, and again, it, went from, do that it was like a meme. It went from worse to worser. Like, yeah. like after, after the course of over the course of uh 90 minutes. No, I feel you. It's definitely not, um, I don't I don't know if there are folks out there who who maybe look at just the scoreline of this game and, and see or maybe grab the highlights even and look at it as like a like a confident performance. Like, hey, you know what the Red Stars are here right now? A sure bet. I don't know if people have that uh, mm. have that thought when they take a look at this scoreline, where they maybe take a look at this game. But the NWSL as a whole is a tough league, I think, to maybe place uh, some bets on. But if you find yourself in uh, in the betting room, maybe you want to go ahead and uh, download uh, DraftKings Sportsbook mm. to, you know, go ahead and make uh, make some bets. Because in case you didn't know, um, CSGO covers all sports, and uh, it's also NBA playoff time. So that means there's big hoop action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. You can get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. And new customers can make a $5 pregame money bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. You just got to open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet to back up 10 dollars so make sure you go ahead and download the app right now sign on up with code chgo uh new customers make a five dollar pregame money line bet you can get 150 dollars in bonus bets if the team wins only at DraftKings sportsbook with code chgo now nwsl might not be the kind of league that folks 
make safe bets on because of all the chaos hmm. that can, you know, that can be uh, produced here within week in and week out because the Red Stars go from a very tough seven goal kind of game where they're the losers in that one, five, two. Uh, but on the horizon, looking ahead to week five, uh, there was a game against Washington Spirit, one of the teams who in their early stretches of the season, um, undefeated. Um, and I think if you go through like what your first five weeks of the season, that first quarter of the season, you could say you're unbeaten. I think you're pretty proud of that. Um, but going into this game, I think maybe um, you see the opposition that you're going to face, even if it's on the road. They just got whooped 5-2. At this point, like you said, Claire, teams have presented the overloads to Chicago. It's it's maybe could have come off as a little bit predictable. It's like, hey, we know how we're going to prepare for this team. Let's go. So to see the Red Stars host the spirit with attackers like Trinity Rodman, Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez, um, I was curious what we were going to see uh, in terms of just the response from from a loss like that. Because it's one thing to like lose in this league, and it's one thing to like feel like you had a really bad game. As well. I think also an interesting dynamic is um, the against, especially with Swanson, with Swanson out, the players that are dealing with this defensively are the veterans, right? Like it's not like there's a dynamic of like, Oh, we're helping like some rookies get their feet wet and it's going to be touch and go. And we're going to just kind of see what happens. Like, I think there is an issue. I think, I mean, like for the team themselves, they, they are the veterans. They are the players that are competing for world cup spots. They are the, the people who have been with this team for a long time and maybe understand that this season isn't going to be quite what perhaps other seasons in the past have been, but they want it to be productive. And um, so I do think that there is a point of pride to it. And so they pulled Aaron back, Aaron right back a little bit. And I think that that was, I I, I don't think it was, I, I would be interested. Like it's not like a full traditional four back, but it was a more like, we cannot have both of these wingbacks pushing pushing forward as much as they have been. Um, yeah, so as you can see, it's it's pretty close, right? <laughs> pretty close to just a back four. Yeah, yeah. Um, with with St. George basically just becoming then a, a winger, <laughs> a um, giant red bubble. According yeah, to yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and and I think I think it worked. I mean, I think we know that the Spirit have a lot of talent on their wing, right? The Trinity Rodman was switching sides, right? She was on right side and then she swept over to Malazzo's side. And it just seemed like the comfortability in one V one defending, knowing that you were not required to like be the last line of defense at all times. I think it, it made a big difference. Um, I think the midfield issues still exist. I think you can kind of see it in the numbers. Chicago um, conceded a lot of shots they had yeah. a lot of block shots. They created a lot of clearances. So I think the interesting thing now is Chicago needed to make some changes so that the back line could better weather what they've been dealing with. And then it's like, well, what if they didn't have to, what if they didn't, (laughs) you know, what if, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Here's some more numbers for folks who are, you know, fans of, of the number side of the game clearances in this game, Chicago Red Star is closing out this game with 35 clearances. Yep against Washington Spirit compared to eight um, uh, for the Spirit side of things. But, 
it just it just didn't there were stretches of that game and i don't think maybe you look you look across the the six games that took place over week five and maybe you circle a couple games and you're like those were the chaos queens like those were chaos queen type of games and then we literally had another abandoned weather game right and like that you circle it that that was the weather game and then i think you look at like a game like this and you're just like well maybe this wasn't like the prettiest game of soccer. Uh, but I think if you're the Red Stars coming off of a loss like you had in week four, this feels like a, maybe like a, at least a lateral, a lateral next step um, in this very long journey of your season. So I think like for me, like, cause you know, we went and we took this, this game in, in person and, I absolutely want to like shout that out because that in itself was like a dope experience. It was great to see you. It was great to see so many people coming out to cover the Chicago Red Star. Shout out to Annie at the same time. Shout out to Andre who covers uh, the spirit. And um, it was just great to to link up with everyone and our gal pal sports friends as well. And I wanted to see just a response. Like mm-hmm. even if, if the Red Stars kind of went into this game and went up again against a really good attacking team, and came out with with a with an L with another loss. I still wanted it to be like respectable. I wanted to see like a good response and performance. And um, I think we got a little bit more than that. I mean, they ended up um, getting an equalizer for uh, for the draw. And I think when we're talking a little bit about oh, shout out to the race plot again. Shout out to Ariel. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I think this this is actually a lot of fun because if we're looking at the if we're looking at the um, talk about the clearances and the, the block shots and the gritty defending. Yeah. yeah. The, the XG in this game for yeah. the spirit compared to what we saw out of all rain, you know, you're talking almost like three right. for the XG, you know, 2.87 versus the 1.17 for for Chicago. It's like, oh, that's where the clearances came from. Yeah. Because there was so much uh, so much kind of uh, defensive shape work that they were, you know, presenting for for the spirit. But um, I think like initially, even like going back to like the kickoff of this game, like looking at the starting lineup for this team, I thought that was also like very interesting. Like I remember you and I chatting a little bit about it and how um, it, it was another star for Hawking. And then we're seeing another star for um, Ali Shagel in, in this game. Again, it's like the two Penn Staters, like getting a chance to build over the course of a game. But uh it made me curious if like this was like a maybe a a bit of a, a planned starting eleven, just knowing what is gonna be on the horizon for this team with the heavy match load with challenge, like including challenge cup, or was this like a was this a starting eleven that maybe was more reflective of kind of like what have you done for the team lately? So it was a mixed bag for me. Yeah, it seems like they're really rotating rotating the younger players. I mean, obviously I think like we saw Shagel was an obvious bright spot off of the bench um, against Seattle rewarded for that with, with the start Mm -hmm. and she gets an assist. So that's a player that's, that's performing. I mean, we've talked about, um, you know, how Hawking is, it certainly also just seems to be like a very durable player and she is able to do a lot of disrupting off, off that um, on the front line. Um, and, and it's still kind of working her way. Like she had that really great game against Kansas city. And I think this is pretty typical rookie stuff where there's going to be ebbs and flows. And so she's still sort of figuring out that shot again, but um, yeah. So I, I liked the start for Schlegel. I, I like the idea that they're not being too precious with, you know, consistent starts, obviously in the, in the defense, that's going to be very important, but for the rest of it, it's like, who's playing best in, in practice. Who's, who's training the best, who is, um, 
who had a good game. And then, and I think that that's going to be helpful during the challenge cup as well. Um, but it does, again, it does sort of leave, like I said, they just have sort of this roster imbalance where there are players that I think could help a little bit more who, who are having some trouble getting time. And it's been really interesting specifically. And we talked about this in the press box that we had these rookies last year in Ava cook and Sarah Griffith who, came off the bench or got these starts and did quite well. And we're like, great rookies love it. Rookie rookie season doing great. And then now this year we're seeing that same approach to this year's rookies, but now the second year players are having some more trouble getting on the pitch. And so I just think that that I don't, I don't, I have not, and certainly do not have enough information to criticize it, but I just think it's an interesting point that we're seeing this new round of, of rookies be the ones who are, who are making an impact rather than the rookies from, from last year. No, hundred percent. I'm with you on that. I think that like was one of my reactions. It's like, yeah, if we're looking at even just last year, it's like Ava Cook, Sarah Griffith were rookies who impressed us last year, right? And we're looking at this year in Hawking and 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 Shalila as, as two rookies who are also impressing us. But in that sense, where we're five weeks in and we're we're looking at like consecutive starts at this point for yeah. for Penelope Hawking, I think outside of honestly, outside of I think Emily Madrill for orlando pride might have hawking started all five games yeah might have the most minutes right now in terms of of rookies because there was a there was a game there or two question mark that like Alyssa thompson for angel city like didn't start so i'm just like looking at like just minutes loads i think for some of the rookies who are making their paths in 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 the league as, as professionals for the first time and i think those two might be neck and neck in terms of first five week minutes mm-hmm. um and maybe maybe that's you know also coming in in line with the fact that yes they have lost mal Pugh, so they want to try to give those minutes in in certain directions on across the line um but uh, i think maybe pivoting a little bit from uh from the rookies shout out to sarah good comment on second year players yeah ava cook and jill yeah yeah jill too yeah that was a good shot yeah. it's a, another great player to bring yeah. up jill aguilera as well another one of those rookies that we liked during 2021 um who was asked a lot of really because this was a player that wasn't initially drafted was sort of like picked up by the red stars as she went undrafted out of arizona um and primarily again a more of an attacking type of player but got asked to kind of you know square peg herself into a wingback position but kind of embraced that and was able to perform adequately i think in in, in 2021 so we are still looking you know to, to sort of see those rotations and i'm sure we'll see them with the introduction of, of challenge cup to that point positionally though what do you i mean i found it really interesting or i find it interesting what they did against Washington, especially with Bianca and George, which it's like, we're not basically, they kind of, that's the right way to put this. They stopped asking her to have to track back as much. Um, because I mean, like, to be frank, like that wasn't happening as much anyway, because she was so important to the attack. Um, so then when they had Malazzo actually like literally behind her, it's like, no, you're a midfielder. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it. Um, and she was incredibly important for, for the goal that they did score, not only scoring it, but she started that play, right? She was the one who sent the ball ball out wide in the first place. So what do you think of, of BSG Chicago midfielder question mark? Look, I'm here Malazzo for it. Malazzo looked great as an outside back, I thought. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, well, we pivot a little bit. Maybe we're like pivoting away from the rookies and not even mentioning the second-year players, but some of these players who are in their third or fourth seasons with mm-hmm. with the Red Stars already, yeah, yeah. 
for sure, Jamie. It is a long season. Well, this um, week gonna, too, we might we might see a lot of rotation. That's what we're probably going to see the rotation for sure. We'll we'll chat about it a bit when we focus in on Challenge Cup. But um, now Tatum Lazo, I thought had one of her better games of these opening five weeks for the Red Stars, and I think now that uh bsg has kind of like reintegrated herself into these uh starting 11s um after starting off the season with what appeared to be like a, a small knock um now that she's kind of getting consecutive starts or, or more extended minutes it's just like you could just sort of see across the board of this roster like who the players are going to be in terms of like when you're looking at the Red Stars roster like who are the key players um, and you know that you're out of a Mal Pugh and I think folks will automatically flock to international players and say like Alyssa Nair is a key player. Turner Davidson, Casey Kruger are key players and yes those things are true uh, but I think in terms of experience and time with this roster you're, you're also highlighting an Aaron Ray you're also highlighting a Tatum Malazzo you're definitely highlighting a Bianca St. George and I have really enjoyed um, her performances uh, over the course of the opening like five weeks, but I really liked this game out of BSG. I think we had that earlier past network on there, and she was a big bright red bubble on that past network. And there's been a few times where I've looked at Bianca St. George and I'm like, going to the World Cup, possibly question mark, in my opinion. I think she's making a case for sure when it comes to Canada's national team, but had the goal and uh it was cool for us to chat with her post game of this match, and she was just like yeah, I can't wait to watch that goal back uh, because I kind of blacked out when I scored it. But cool to sort of see her kind of give the props to the rookie um, and Alashiko kind of serving it up and just smart on St. George to continue that kind of run into the box to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, no, I thought that that was, I thought all of that was positive. And like I said, I think, I think we've, I, hopefully we're being, we're being coherent and sort of clear when we're kind of saying that Chicago's, has had these moments of buildup that are great. Like really, truly like that yeah. the team buildup in that goal was great. Um, when they do successfully get numbers forward, I think that they, you see just really cool stuff from players that we're less familiar with. And, um, and so it's more just, I think like this cost benefit analysis constantly of like, what are you giving up by giving numbers support to those players and not numbers support to your back line. Right. Um, and so I, for me, like, I think we've been pretty clear. Like, I think this is truly, we just need to take it. I think if you're a Chicago fan, take it game by game. You're just like looking for bright spots. You're looking for cool things to build on. Um, and then I think also just the final thing and this, I don't know, maybe this is just it, but I think it would be really great if Chicago would stop giving up penalties. <laughs> you know what? I would love to see it. Yeah. If we're talking, if we're talking, it's just so disheartening. Look, they're look. like working their butts off and they're like clearing the ball and they're getting into spaces and then bam. It's Not like, really. if you don't give up that pen, what does this game look like? Yeah, right. no, I feel you hundred percent on that, man. Uh, and there was no, there was just like, no, I don't want to say even like fight within it because we saw that very early moment with Ella Stevens and she even kind of like smiled and laughed about it. She, it was, it was literally like a, Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. Like, of course we just gave up a pen kind of moment. Yeah. Um, tough man. Not gonna lie. Especially with like, uh, the era of VAR officially in full swing. Yeah. Was right? that, is that their third penalty? conceded in five games? Is you know what? Right? Somebody stat check us in the chat. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It. Because I know I, it was the first honestly, two games. I think there was, the no, they've done four. There was, was one in the Kansas City week. game too. 
every week it almost feels like every week there's been a penalty i think yeah. there's maybe one week where there wasn't but it's a tough tough ratio honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're chicago looking looking at this game um look i think um i think they're like they're totally aware of it too like it's not something that they're like uh obviously try not to dwell on it i mean even with the performance against the rain i mean getting a chance to talk to Petroselli, to mm-hmm. Cy George, to Kruger in the post game, They were like, that sucked, man. <laughs> like that, that was tough. Kruger saying that coming out of that game and having to have those conversations with each other, was like very emotional yeah. to like try to make sure that they improved and made adjustments and had a better performance, um, you know, in week five. So, you know, looking forward to continuing to, to see maybe some of these small things that they can kind of like have considered as like small wins on the pitch and, yeah. and go ahead and improve on uh, shout out to Thomas saying the lopsided four, three, two, one worked better than the three, five, two, almost a three, four, three. Yeah. Don't disagree yeah. with you. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, look, uh, I think that's the other side of this too. Like, as we're kind of continuing to talk about uh, the Red Stars, kind of as a whole, like in general for these first five, five weeks, as we look at the quarter of the season behind us, like things within these, these open, these weeks, it's like, it's early enough in the season or you tell yourself it's early enough in the season where you're like, what if we tried this or what if we tried that now, as we're looking ahead a little bit, I don't know if you're still like pivoting away from that, essentially, like, do they get to a point in this next quarter of the season where they're like, we need to like, nail it down and like this is who we have to be moving forward i think it's an interesting question right because i think you look at that washington game which i think we all agree was a a positive step from from the seattle game but they were purely defending for the last half hour there was it was you know we we were we almost were laughing at times you know there were moments where carrie ricardo was just like just booting it up she's like get that ball away from me you know that dang Uh, ball yeah. Um, and I think that's what they needed in that moment, because I do think that the whole game, they were focused, incre- like incredibly focused on that particular element. But if if you are going to have, we know in NWSL how this is, if that is the approach, it's like kind of like Angel City last year, maybe you just yeah. get, it's a very, very physically taxing way to play. And, and it oh, makes yeah. getting results difficult. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about the midfield, right? And I think what we have, what we've seen over the first five games is a midfield that can move the ball forward but can't really hold it yeah. and also has trouble with turnovers in bad mm-hmm. places yeah. um, and then also struggles in defensive transition once the ball comes starts moving quickly in the other direction we're not seeing those mistakes being corrected by the midfield itself it usually falls on to the to the defensive line mm-hmm. um and so i think that that's a very disruptive way to have to play it doesn't really let you get into a flow doesn't really let you control tempo you kind yeah. of have to concede tempo to the other team and it's going to be incredibly difficult, I think, outside of maybe just really focusing on getting things, just always getting things wide, just like 100% of the time, just like if you the de- defensive midfield gets the ball, we recycle it out wide, we bring it back in. Like you can make adjustments, but I do think I agree that when you see some of the struggles, it's because they're trying to play like they played last year with yeah. a completely different midfield. And yeah, it's I a think new team. Yeah, it's just a different team. It's and, a different team. Yeah, and, and I think they're they are working through that, but um, 
it'll be really interesting to see what I would love to see is some or maybe whatever tweaks you can make to move the ball a little bit quicker, get it into the uh, to the feet of, of people that you feel comfortable with them on the dribble and then maybe just that defensive positioning so that it's a little bit easier for these defensive midfielders who are a little bit less used to having to like, you know, crush heads yep. <laughs> in, in the trenches um, so that they feel like they're put in the right place. Because I do think that that is something that is, is difficult as an individual to, to adjust to is literally just knowing where to be in different possession or non-possession scenarios. I think we've seen uh, it, it almost was like it took it took five weeks. Yeah, but it sort of seems like we saw at least a, a a minor adjustment to try to make sure that they were not pounced on or drowning in in overload. So I'm curious to see what can happen on the road in Challenge Cup against the Dash, and even looking ahead a little bit more when they're back at home against uh, Gotham FC on May seventh. Which, if you're looking for tickets, I gotta say. You got to try the Game Time app. Make sure, you know, you check out Game Time to see all the best deals for when you're looking at targeting which specific Red Stars game you want to go and check out because buying tickets to your favorite game shouldn't be stressful. Uh, game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, even music and comedy and theater events near you because we all go here. We're all Chicagoans, right? Hee <laughs> hee. And uh, we love music and we also love theater as well. So you can find all kinds of great events with the Game Time app. They've got flash deals and last minute tickets. They got easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in the area. You get images of the seat views. You get the lowest prices guarantee, event cancellation protection, all of that great stuff. So make sure you utilize the Game Time app. As we know, there are some cheap tickets out there right now. There are certain Chicago sports teams. So they're trying they're trying to get rid of those tickets. But look, you can also use code CHGO for $20 off when you use uh, the Game Time app. So, you know, make sure you check it out and use that code CHGO. Uh, but yeah, only for the Gotham game because that's the one that's actually going to be at home. Uh, they're going to be on the road this week. They're going to Houston to kick off the Challenge Cup round one. They were the only team, them and Racing Louisville, they were not able to uh, kick off their Challenge Cup in the round one that took place last week. But they're going to go ahead and face Houston Dash at Shell Energy Stadium in Houston, Texas. You can watch that tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff. You can catch it on Paramount Plus, just saying. <laughs> when we're looking at this, maybe we're going to see some of that rotation we were talking about a little bit. Maybe we're going to maybe we're going to see Jill Aguilera. Maybe we're going to see Eva Cook. Maybe we're going to see Sarah Griffin. And uh, I would I would love to see it. Yeah, my, I'm really curious to see what happens with the with the defense, to be honest. I think um, center backs, you have a little bit more leeway for starts. If they do have this more traditional outside back structure, I don't think you can play Aaron Wright through all of these games. I don't think that's probably good for her her load management. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious to see what they do with the back line because, again, that feels slightly thinner like do you start aguilera yeah. she's played wing back but yeah. maybe do you put her at traditional outside back that's a little bit different um i know that amanda kowalski has been sort of dealing with some some lingering injury stuff so i don't know exactly how fit she is to go um and and um just just interested i know they have another another defensive rookie who who hasn't seen a ton of time but 
maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, do you rotate goalkeepers? Emily Boyd has been, yeah. she has been coming back from injury that was keeping her out of, uh, she wasn't able to play the, the first, what was it? What was the game where Nair was out? There was a game. Oh, the, the Mexico friendly. That's what it was. I was like, what was the game? Yeah. yeah she, so do you rotate goalkeepers? We've seen some teams do that. Uh, it's traditional, right? Usually that you let your backup goalkeeper get cup time. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I just yeah. think, I think they have a lot of, like I said, I think they have a lot of options in the midfield, a lot of options in the attack and that's great. Um, that's what you want. Those are the, the speedy, speedy physical players that you want to have fresh legs. But yeah, my questions are more like what happens and even just like Nagasato and, and Ricaro, they've been warriors in, in that defensive midfield too. So yeah, no, I'm curious yeah. about it. I mean, shout out to Sarah. She, you know, she's asking us how how we expect Chris Petroselli to handle the Challenge Cup. And will we see a rotation of players? Is Sarah Griffin going to get the start? I mean, I think we're making the case, right? We've highlighted the rookies and we've talked a bit about uh, second year players and maybe the lack of minutes that we've seen there. So I would hope that Challenge Cup is, is an opportunity uh, that the coaching staff wants to utilize for those players specifically. I mean, we haven't. We haven't really seen um, Yuli Bianchi with this team, and this was um, a player that the franchise was excited to introduce, uh, that they were excited about their, you know, the signing and an arrival of this player. Uh, but with the exception of some minutes against Mexico in a friendly and some, I think, second half minutes um against NWS sides we haven't we haven't actually seen a, a start from from Bianchi we haven't seen this this player get to build over the course of a game uh with her new club the Chicago Red Stars so I would like to see it I don't know if we if we will um challenge cup though I I mean like maybe talking about it a little bit is like this type of this type of tournament that um can can maybe kind of like aid a team at certain times. I think when we saw in that round one Challenge Cup match, we saw a win for Kansas City Current. We saw really good performance for Orlando Pride. They unfortunately just were not able to hang on for a win at the end of that. But really large stretches of that game where we just really got to see players kind of embrace their roles. Um, thought it was like Emily Madrill's one of her better games uh, with the pride as well. So this whole concept of like the challenge cup kind of coming right in the nick of time for certain teams who are sort of trying to figure their, themselves out or, or right their ship. Um, and I'm wondering or slash maybe hopeful that for the coaching staff, for certain Red Stars players who are putting in the work and maybe not seeing the minutes, that maybe this is a game where we're going to see some different things. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why not, right? I would like to, but but I don't know. Um, I think maybe even for Houston Dash too. Like, I don't want to, you know, there's a lot of players on the Houston Dash, Dash team that I know you and I are excited about and that we'd love to cover and, um, and, and, and talk about and stuff. But in, in terms of their regular season, how they've been kind of navigating things – kind of streaky at times, honestly, just they have an attacking line that are still, you know, kind of trying to figure some things out. New head coach and Sam Lady, who's trying to, again, trying to figure things out and positionally for, for certain players and stuff like that. So I'm also, I'm also kind of curious if on the Houston dash side of things that they're also looking at this challenge cup game in, in a similar lens where it's like, maybe let's try to tweak some things and get out there and have a go. Yeah, I mean, I think rotation is going to be key. I think you just survive in advance, to be completely honest. Yeah, 
Um, you're going to rotate. You're going to, it's going to be a little bit loose, but I don't know. Houston's also interesting. They don't play as well at home as they do away. Mm-hmm. They also yeah. just played a very, very weird game on the weekend. So I don't know exactly what their mindset and they lost that game. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how they're feeling going like, into this, but maybe they don't want to try stuff. Maybe they want to do the opposite. They only like, does that count minutes over the weekend? Maybe they're like, let's crush, you know, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm over here. Like, does that like, yeah. <laughs> does that motivate you in other ways? We're just like, that was stolen know. from me. The weather stole this game. Right. It stole my minutes. You know, I would imagine that like maybe there was a certain level of um, scrimmage or training that they kind of like had to had to make up for keep in terms fitness of like, up, I would think, right? Training, yeah. yeah, to keep and maintain right. their fitness from what they didn't get out of that game. Because I mean, God, they had these two teams waiting forever um, to try to humor a restart, and that restart just never came. The game just got fully abandoned. So yeah, no, there's there's totally those angles too. Like, are they just going to be motivated by the fact that like they were not able to get a full ninety minute game in, especially if you're, you know, you're some of those starters who, who were appearing in that game. I I don't know. Um, the other thing about Challenge Cup is that it is just kind of it just kind of be chaotic as well. I think when we're looking at like the teams who are involved in the central region as well, like, I don't know if it's just like the Midwesterner in me, but I, I love like watching this central region kind of go head to head. I think they're kind of like, in last year's Challenge Cup, they provided, I think, some of the more fun Challenge Cup games when it was kind of that preseason-y um, tournament. But this year, it's not necessarily the case. Like, these games are, like, smack dab in the middle of a week and going to run concurrent uh, throughout uh, the league. But, yeah, I mean, I think the other interesting thing for the Red Stars is, you know, again, I don't know what they're talking about internally in terms of expectations for the yeah. rest of the year. Like I said, they're currently in 11th, though, though it's all very close, right? Nobody has that many points. But, um are they having discussions about wanting to really gun for, for challenge cup? Maybe they're like, this is our chance. This is our, yeah. or like you said, our momentum builder, or maybe it's, we don't have the capacity actually to really focus on challenge cup because we need to really get three points next weekend. Like I, I don't, I'd be really curious to know the way they're, they're approaching that. Cause I do think that that mentality, they're going to go out and compete no matter what. But I, when you are like a quarter of the way through the season, and you're still finding your footing. I, yeah, I'm just interested, interested to see. Uh, I'm going to say with a, I'm going to like have fun with the prediction and I'm going to say. You, you freaking love a prediction, dude. I, I think that's so great. You're brave. You're the only brave person in the world willing to say, here's what it's going to be. Thanks buddy. And then sometimes I write it. Sometimes I put it pen yeah. to paper and people can blast me for it, but that's part of being brave, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I want to say like a draw that feels like a dub at this point. It just sort of feels like even, you know, you never know what's going to happen until the end of the season actually is in front of you. But I think for right now, it's early enough to still try to have some fun with some things. And um, uh, I don't know if there's going to be enough for, for a win uh, on the road. And if weather is cooperative, I'm going to say that the rest are Pull off a draw. Pull off a draw that feels like a like one of those moral victories kind of thing. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I think kind of like we said, I think that they're gonna give some up, and I think they're gonna score some. <laughs> That's yeah, this, all, this all team sure does love to concede and, but also score goals. So yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll we'll uh, we'll have to talk about it all when we link back up and uh, join everyone to chat about all things Chicago Red Stars on CHGO. I mean, if you like what we do here, one of the best ways to go ahead and support uh, the content is with a CHGO diehard membership. So make sure you go on and sign up because you get access to all sorts of 
great perks when you sign up for a CHO diehard a membership you get access to podcasts uh live shows on every single team every single day uh there are even some post game shows that you get to uh, watch if you are a fan of Chicago sports you get access to premium ring content for all members at allchgo.com and uh you get access to all sorts of dope merch because you get a free t-shirt when you become a member and you get access to the members only discord the chgo lounge but it looks like that's it for us today i really just want to say thanks everyone for joining us uh chat seemed to be active it looks like some folks had some questions or had some things to say or had some feelings about the chicago red stars and uh we just want to encourage you to have those thoughts feelings and questions around uh chicago especially when claire and i link back up and uh, do the show. We always love to hear from you all and um, talk about all things Chicago Red Stars. But uh, that's it. That's a wrap for us. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks to chat all things Chicago Red Stars. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today.